and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. This is Kevin Folger, and this is Labors in the Harvest podcast, and we want to thank you for joining us for this particular edition of Labors in the Harvest. I'm excited about this particular edition in this episode because I'm welcoming, uh, for the very first time, to do our podcast internationally, and I have joining me uh, not only a co-laborer, but a very good friend, uh, Brother Naranjan Sundaraj. And uh, Brother Naranjan, welcome to uh, Labors in the Harvest podcast. Thank you, Brother Forger. Just delighted to join you, and thank you for inviting me. It's my honor to be here. Well, as I said, it's really a joy for me to have you, and this is the very first time I've done uh, kind of a, a techno- technological type of podcast in which we're not just uh, in different states. We're literally across the, the water from each other. And uh, Brother Naranjan, would you just kind of introduce yourself to our, our listeners uh, share with us a, a little bit about your life, where you were born, and a little bit about your family, your wife, your kids, and what, wh- where you're living now and what you're doing. Okay, I'll, I'll be glad to do that. Well, I was born in Sri Lanka, um, and it's, Sri Lanka is a little island nation um, at the tip, at the bottom tip of India. India, as we know, is a nation that has 1.3 billion people. Wow. And uh, Sri Lanka is a little island at the bottom there. Uh, even though it's a very small landmass, it's got 22 million people. Uh, wow. That's where I was born. That's where I grew up. Um, I'm married. I've got uh, three children, uh, Soren, Sarai, Shemaya. Uh, the Lord, um, through a series of events um, with work, uh, but had, through his providential hand, led us through from there um, in um, 2004, uh, where we spent um, close to six years in Singapore. And then um, again, he moved us again, and uh, we moved to we were moved to Australia, uh, Sydney in two thousand and nine. Uh, two thousand and nine, that's correct, and have been living here since then. Uh, so that's a little bit about um, where I was born and um, the journey as to how we ended up here in Australia and how Lord's the Lord's led all the way through that. Well, I've been trying in my mind to think about uh, the first time I met you, and I, I don't know that it was at the leadership conference in, in uh, Manila, but I, I believe that we met at the leadership conference at, in Lancaster for the very first time. I think that was the first time I met you, was introduced to you, of course, by Pastor Chapel, and uh, that was the beginning or, uh, of our relationship and our friendship, and of course, none of us knew back then that our lives would be so intertwined in a ministry called Spiritual Leadership Asia. And uh, it's uh, exciting to uh, count you as a co-laborer and a colleague in the ministry. And um, I want to talk to you in just a few moments about uh, really the development of this. But before we get there, 
Um, you know, you mentioned that you live in Sydney, Australia. What is it exactly? Uh, I know that for a number of years you worked for the American Express Corporation. What, what is it that you did for them? So with American Express, I began, I was with American Express for 27 years. I was initially a country manager in Sri Lanka, um, looking after uh, part of the business there. Uh, that was back in 1990. And then um, through the course of time, then uh, my role with American Express changed where I had a res the responsibility of looking after parts of the business across South Asia. Um, Changed again in 2004 uh, when I moved to uh, Singapore and then um, had the opportunity to look after um, business in the rest of Asia. Uh, got moved again, as I said, uh, just to Sydney and uh, just been managing businesses for them uh, across Australia, New Zealand um, and uh, some of the other Asian regions from here. That was still uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I finished up with American Express um, um, in a senior role, just having had the privilege and the opportunity to uh, just uh, manage those businesses and learn a significant amount through, uh, through the course of that time. Since then, um, I also have, a, in addition to my heart for ministry, I have a passion for training uh, leaders. And uh, in the past three years, I've been spending quite a bit of time doing that uh, with those in leadership or those uh, developing uh, in that sphere uh, just across uh, different parts of the world. Uh, I've also, while I'm here currently, I, I currently manage two uh, companies. And um, so it keeps me busy, Brother Folger. Uh, but I'm mm -hmm. thankful that in the midst of all that, it gives me some really good opportunities uh, with regards to the ministry. Uh, that you talked about um, uh, with, through Spiritual Leadership Asia. Well, for the sake of our listeners, uh, I just want to just kind of walk us through um, really the development of Spiritual Leadership Asia. And uh, of course, it, it started way before it started, right? <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, there's a there's a backstory to every story. And, and really, I'd like, like you to explain that backstory about really God's journey in your own life. So let's let's start with really the the, the uh, your salvation experience. When and where did you get saved? I actually came to know the Lord at the age of eighteen um, at a Youth for Christ meeting. Okay, and uh, just even before that, Brother um, Folger, I grew up in a nominal Christian home, and my parents. Uh, it was in an Anglican church, and my parents um, were quite. Um, devout in the sense that, you know, I was actually put through Sunday school. I learned everything there was uh, that I was taught around, you know, God's word. Um, we went to church every Sunday and um, did everything that we were required to do. Uh, but that was all that we were told we needed to do. We just needed to kind of just follow um, a religious practice. And I did that in the best way that I could uh, growing up. Um, but that's but. It was at the age uh, of 18 when I was at that meeting that I remember for the first time hearing um, that actually Christianity wasn't just a religion, um, but it was about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he had done for me. And um, the fact that, you know, just uh, somebody shared the gospel. And it was that day that I gave my heart to the Lord. Um, since, you know, soon after that, obviously, I had nothing else uh, that I knew of. But so I went back to and continued on in the same. Uh, uh, 
so that was what my christian life was all about i kind of had knew a whole lot of things in my head um, but it had no bearing on how i live my life on a day to day basis right well you know and if uh, i can interrupt you for just a moment so for just so that for the sake of our listeners sri lanka where you were born and raised is uh, is predominantly muslim is that correct it's predominantly a buddhist, buddhist country buddhist, 78 okay. 78% okay. of the population would be buddhist uh, and then um, there are double digits of both uh, hinduism and, and muslim and um, and uh, islam okay. and a very small percentage uh, of uh, nominal christian it uh, sri lanka used to be uh, uh, first of all a dutch a portuguese colony then a dutch colony huh? and then um, a, a, a british colony mm. and uh, therefore it came with all of those forms of religion and um, you know what we have there even within the christian circles even today uh, is a country that is either predominantly you know uh, in aligned to one of those right. uh, religions that i spoke about or just a nominal form of christianity mm-hmm. uh, that's and that that's that's the background within which i grew okay. grew up so you would see brother folger you know and this is a share this uh, you know this is uh, you know so common across many of the churches across asia too which we will talk about in a little while you would see churches packed but people just um, blindly uh, just following a religious practice mm. of what they needed to do or you know what they needed to stay away from mm. or things that they needed to do to keep uh, their religious uh, connection going mm. and um, that it is a sad state yes. and but that is as i think about my own life that's where that's exactly where i was mm-hmm. didn't know anything better uh, till uh, many years later in my life when i had the opportunity to meet um independent baptist missionary who came to sri lanka for the first time all right well so uh, that was the, the kind of the, the beginning you came to christ when you were 18 at the youth for christ meeting which you know i think all of us are grateful for the fact that there are those that preach the gospel they may not align with us um completely and they may not be a a church per se but they are at least getting the gospel out which is a blessing in the sense that um many have come to know Christ as their savior and and the problem is of course it's not just knowing Christ it's the discipleship process so let's let's talk a little bit about that journey in your own life because um you were somewhat of a nominal christian you you knew Christ but you really didn't know what it meant to live for Christ so what changed that how did that change So it changed when I met um, um, this missionary I was talking about, um, Pastor Terry Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, he, at that stage, had been pastoring in the states. Um, his father-in-law was uh, involved in supporting uh, a mission work in India, and on one of those trips, he had uh, Brother Andrew and um, his wife actually accompany them. And during that trip, they transited. through colombo um, which is the capital of sri lanka mm-hmm. and as they did that and um, just on the way back to the airport um, that the driver of the taxi just on the, you know stopped that vehicle and he just went over to a buddhist statue um, just on the side of the wow. road to you know pay you know to, to do to to bow down and to worship there just praying for safety and um, that one thing just bothered him as he went back to the states and obviously they kind of got that out of their mind they continued serving but the lord kept bringing that up and till they finally actually just um, uh, surrendered um, to god's call 
to go to a country that they didn't know anyone. And um, long story short, uh, obviously, they ended up there. Um, and I had the opportunity to meet with them uh, within three or four weeks of them being there. Wow. Uh, started getting to know him, know, uh, you know, Brother Andrew. And um, it's just, just God just began a deep friendship through that. And uh, I'm just thankful for his investment in my life, just by way of just teaching me uh, the truth of God's word. Um, and that's where I kind of even, first of all, started thinking about, you know, what doctrine was or, you know, you know what it what it what it what it really means mm-hmm. uh, no 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 knowledge whatsoever prior to that uh, I, I had no knowledge of you know uh, of having to tell somebody else about jesus christ um, and didn't even know what soul winning or sharing the gospel was all about wow wow so there was also though a life-altering event that took place in your life and uh, that happened there in sri lanka when you were in the business world um which you continued on, but something happened that really changed, changed you, got your attention. Can you speak to that, that event? I, I can, um, you know, Brother Forge, if I could just go back to uh, just even prior to that event, and if I was to think back on what my life was, I was actually uh, someone, I would say, yes, saved. Uh, I'm thankful that that box got ticked, mm-hmm. but I was a preoccupied Christian uh, with, absolutely the wrong priorities mm. and when i when i went with my career in american express my single focus was to be successful and so all of my priorities in life were aligned around making sure obviously as i started my family that you know th- that that was a priority in my life um, work was a priority in my life and wanting to be successful was the motivation and the driver in my life. And that's where I was. And I'm sure during the course of that time, from the time I was saved, even up to that time, this was in 1996, um, the Lord no doubt tried to get my attention many times. He no doubt tried to get my attention and my heart in the right place all the way from the time I'd met uh, Brother Andrew in 1991, even though I was learning and growing, uh, I would be able to kind of, I, I wouldn't be able to put my hand on my heart and say, the Lord had hold of me. Mm-hmm. And I think many times as I kind of, you know, think about life, God in his grace, in his mercy, reaches out and, you know, has his way of kind of reaching into us and trying to get our attention, mm-hmm. uh, even to the point of chastening. And, um, you know, many times we ignore that in our lives. And I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um and the, there was even even during the time would you know I, I tell you there were things I knew I was doing um, that was in do- disobedience to God's word mm. and but I'm thankful for His grace and His mercy that He didn't let me go. Well, let's stop and right so, there for just a second, and uh, let me just um, we're gonna have to wrap up this particular session, and I want our listeners, of course, to to hang on, and uh, we're just gonna cut this, and then of course we'll then. Uh, continue our conversation in our next episode. So I want to say thank you to our listeners for being with us uh, for Labors in the Harvest. And this is Kevin Folger. And uh, again, if you are a first-time listener or a long-time listener, uh, our greatest desire is we want to be a blessing to people. If you could share this uh, podcast with others by way of social media or uh, just by word of mouth, let folks know that, hey, there's a podcast. It's not a lengthy podcast each week, 15, 20 minutes at the max. And uh, you can just be encouraged by hearing the story of others. And so 
we want to, uh, again, thank you for listening today. And again, subscribe and share. That would be a great blessing. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you'll be back with us next week for more Labors in the Harvest. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.